podcast number 47 on limited chord progressions. As I have previously stated from my first podcast, most songwriters in interviews, articles, and biographies have said that they compose their music by first playing chords on a guitar, keyboard, any chord instrument, which then stimulates and influences melodies, phrases, or sentences in their minds. A background rhythm and tempo is often added, which aids in this process, inspiring a certain mood and feel to the melody. Think of Old Town Road, where Little Nas X purchased a beat for $30, went into a small one-room studio and created one of the most popular songs of all times. In a televised interview in her house, Billie Eilish improvised a melody as her brother played a chord progression on the piano. Many songwriters have said if they do not have a lyric yet, they hum or sing any words, syllables, even if they do not make any sense, and then add the real lyrics later. In his book, How Music Works, David Byrne of the Talking Heads gives a wonderful example of this process and his manner of creating a song. In fact, on everything related to his experiences in music. The ability to create music with or without formal training or read or write musical notation is in mostly everyone. Every culture has its music. Ingrained in our minds is the musical ability. Think of a small child singing in perfect pitch. David Crosby said he was singing harmony at the age of four. My point is that whatever chords and progressions you hear, similar to a background layer of color an artist applies to canvas, will influence everything layered above in music, notes, in art, color. Problems can occur when you use the same chords and progressions. One may fall into a rut, or worse, develop writer's block. One way to combat this is to experiment with new ideas, sound colors of chords and their movement from one to another in time. There are many ways to do this. You can model after other works. In other words, chords and progressions are not copyrightable. Think of how many songs are based on a 12-bar blues. Let's say in the key of G major, it's G, C, and D. If you hear a progression you like, you can certainly use it as is or modify it with more or less chords, extensions, and different chord rhythms. I have adapted a very famous system of composition in order to create infinite possibilities of chords, progression, and melodies, thereby never being at a loss for new ideas and sounds an unlimited source, a reservoir of material. In the early part of the 20th century, Arnold Schoenberg and his disciples, Alban Berg and Anton Webern, developed a new and unique method of composition. Schoenberg labeled it composing with 12 tones, also known as 12-tone music. This was an alternative to major-minor bass tonalities, liberating music, so to speak, from these confinements. They created a body of work that became extremely influential in mid-20th century college and university music departments, never really catching on to the listening public due to the extreme dissonance and darkness, even though modified somewhat by Webern and Berg. Schoenberg, instead of using certain tonalities which placed emphasis on different notes, wanted all 12 tones to have equal importance. He created a row of all 12 notes without repetition. Once the row was created, this would become the foundation on which the composition was built. Once he made the row, it was then subjected to 48 permutations, 
as well as many other parameters. This is an intense and interesting study, but for our purposes, we will need only one row. Let's make a row. There are many ways to create a row. First, write out the 12 notes on a piece of paper, pick a note one at a time, cross it out, don't repeat until you have all 12. Another way which I like and offers countless possibilities is to write out the 12 notes, then number them underneath 1 through 12, then using a free app such as Random Number Generator, put in 1 for minimum, 12 for maximum, and do not repeat, and then hit Generate and you will get 12 different numbers. Then under those numbers, write the row. You could see where that would give us endless possibilities. A third technique is really interesting. Write one note on each of 12 index cards. Shuffle the cards, then pick one at a time. This is a form of aleatoric music, where all elements of composition are chosen by chance. This was used extensively by John Cage, an experimental composer of the mid-20th century. I have created a row, and the row will be F, D, C, A, A flat, B, G flat, G, E flat, B flat, E, D flat. I will play it slowly and label it as I play it. F, D, C, A, A flat, B, G flat, G, E flat, B flat, E, D flat. Next, I will section the row into four parts. You can do any way you want. For now, I've done four, three, two, and three. The first section, F, D, C, and A. Now, let's add a chord to each one of these notes. We can use any chord from any of the three families of chords, major, minor, and seventh, and their extensions, if you wish. In other words, instead of just playing C triad, you could use a sixth, major seventh, major nine, etc. in a minor chord, minor sixth, minor seventh, whatever. But for now, let's say we're going to stay with triads, as most popular rock country songs will. But not always. In my last podcast, I did an analysis of circles by Post Malone. And the song uses C major 7th and F major 7th throughout all the sections, creating truly expressive moments. Here, use your ear to see which sounds best to you. Let's listen. I will add chords to the first group. It'll be 4-4 four, four time, one bar each for the chords. I will use F minor, D major, C minor, and A minor. Let's listen. Now, for our second song background, let's take the next three notes of the row. A flat, B, and G flat. So I will make it A flat minor, B, G flat, back to A flat minor. 
a four-bar cycle that will keep repeating. With any progression you make, remember you could use any background rhythm. I will use a fast beat for this one. third background, we are going to use just two chords, G and E flat. Now I'm going to make it G major 7th and E flat minor 9 and we are going to have a slow song. Now the major 7th and the minor 9 are extensions of the basic triads. For more on that, please see podcast 20. The chords will be held for two measures each in 4-4 time. song background based on this row that we will use the notes B flat, E and D flat. I will make it B flat major, E minor and D flat and then back to E minor. I will let these chords ring against a heavy metal drum beat. background you create can be used for any type of music in any genre. In 12-tone composition, a very useful technique is to play the row backwards. This is called retrograde. So for example, the four song backgrounds I just made, if we played them backgrounds with the same beats or with different beats, that would give us four more song backgrounds. If we kept the same beat or modified it slightly, that would be perfect for maybe another section. So if the first part was, let's say, the verse, we could use the next part, the retrograde, maybe for the pre-chorus or the chorus, which many people do today. How many songs recently have the same four chords, but the verse puts them in one order, and then the pre-chorus and the chorus and maybe the bridge uses the same chords but reorders them? I think the song that heavily influenced this procedure was Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit, where the whole song is built on F, B-flat, A-flat, and D-flat. The rhythm changes for the various sections, but keeps the same harmony.
also, if you notice, in Smells Like Teen Spirit, F and B flat are the one and the four chords in the key of F. A flat and D flat are the one and the four chords of A flat. So we have a modulation that was unprepared, two keys within two measures. When you create chord progressions using the 12-tone system, this will happen. You might go through different keys for each measure. However, through careful planning, repetition, and sequences, a great melody can be composed over any chord progression. We can see how one row can give us many chord backgrounds. As we divide the row into different sections and then add chords along with rhythms from various genres of music. Let's look at another possible use of the row which will create chords unique in their color, formation, sound, and effect. Schoenberg formed chords by making vertical groupings of the section of the row. For example, let's divide the row into three four-note groups and then play them vertically. Of course, this is accomplished much easier on a keyboard or a group of instruments. Let's listen. Before we go on, I'd like to make one point. If you're a guitar player, I highly recommend that you learn the keyboard, not to become a virtuoso, but with YouTube, you could learn how to play the chords necessary for popular music, probably in no time at all. And if you're a keyboardist, I highly recommend playing the guitar. You could learn basic chords, again, in a few weeks, especially nowadays, you don't have to go to a music store or a teacher. Everything from the most basic to the most advanced is available on YouTube and on the Internet. And for guitar players and keyboard players, and if you're a bassist, I would recommend playing the drums. Just play along with your favorite songs. And if you just want to play along or you want to get a basic drum set, they have these electric sets for two, $300 with pedals and everything, you will find that it is an incredible asset proven by many, many studies to help you physically and emotionally. And no matter how you sing, sing all the time, in the car, everywhere. Sing along, and if you want, play the drums and sing, or play the guitar and piano and sing, but never stop. Believe me, the music will get inside you. Of course, the resulting chord structures are very unique. The possibilities are endless. Even some are very tonal. These chords fall into the category of pandiatonic chordal formations. In pandiatonic harmony, chords are not in any key or have pull or relationship to the other chords. They are pillars of sound color. Think of a mountain range of colors at various heights due to the amount of notes used. I have composed an example of this where pandiatonic chords rise and fall due to dynamics and the amount of notes in each chord and the construction of each chord.
is one more technique I would like to mention. We can make melodic phrases or motivic cells from the row. This may be daunting due to the interval leaps involved. One possible solution is to add rhythm and harmonies to make the phrases understandable and relevant to the listener. I have done this with the notes of our row. I've made a melody and harmonized it with chords and added a rhythm. Let's listen. Once a motive is established, it can be subjected to the standard method of developing a motive, such as repetition, repetition with variation, sequence, sequence and variation, augmentation, diminution, retrograde, inversion, fragmentation and extension, and all those with variation. This technique can be very useful improvising solos in any genre. A book I'd like to recommend is Nicholas Slonimsky's Thesaurus of Scales and Melodic Patterns. This book contains an amazing amount of material, information on scales and patterns, such as pentatonic, bitonal, 12-tone patterns, polytonal scales and chords, pandiatonic progressions, and much, much more. Many composers and jazz musicians, such as John Coltrane, use this as an encyclopedia of material and technique. If you're interested in motivic development, check out my book on Amazon, The Songwriter's Guide to Melodies, which contains chapters on how to create phrases, melody and chords, sectioning, analyzation, songs in minor and major, variations of form, motivic development, intervals, major, minor keys and scales, and modes. Also, for guitarists, I have a book, Guitar Chords for the 21st Century, which deals with construction of chords by intervals, such as seconds, thirds, fourths, fifths, sixths, sevenths, octaves, and mixed intervals for anyone looking for alternative colors. In this podcast, I've hoped to show everyone how there is an endless supply, an infinite amount of chords, progressions, and colors to work with, never to be at a loss for material or inspiration. Thank you so, so much for listening. Take care. Joe.